Welcome back to the Reserves Podcast here on um, it's an it's, unspecified time and an <laughs> unspecified day. It's um mm. yeah, it's uh post grand final. Post grand final. Don't know if the sun's out or up, but um, I'm unsure of whether I want to keep looking the worst. <laughs> I don't even know what I just said. Um, depressed. Footy season's over. Uh, depressed from watching that grand final. Depressed that footy season's over. Depressed that I've got nothing to look forward to anymore because <laughs> my Melbourne trip is over. Depressed that I'm no longer in Melbourne. Mm. Depressed that I have to pay my mortgage again. Yeah, yeah. But you're happy that you saw me in Melbourne, though. We depressed that, that I saw Cobb in <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> De- depressed that I'm no longer walking the roads of Swan. Yeah, Swan Street. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm just depressed that I'm no longer chafing or got blisters on my feet from walking all around Melbourne. Yeah, so. oh. you're a bit <laughs> a bit sad. Well, I think like depressed you're depressed to be doing the pod. <laughs> like Dill's like in good conscience. He's on school holidays. The big fellas up and about. Any marking to do, Dill, over school holidays? No, no nothing. Not. He's but a we've sport got teacher. Uh, may as well be. A... I have to mark health assessments and general twelves. How Thank big? You. May as well be a dog bludger. <laughs> How big's your penis? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a health question at school, isn't it? No. What? <laughs> but you, Kobe and I are in. When you, had not, the, hmm? when you had those random like bits of health <laughs> class yeah, where yeah. you could ask any question you wanted to. Yeah. Or what did you write? Some fucking random questions. Yeah, a couple of left fielders. Mm. But we're deal, uh, Kobe and I are both mentally not all there, so oh, apologies man. for our listeners uh, this evening. No matter how we go today, we're gonna we're gonna push through. All right, people's voice. Then it is. We're going to start off with Big Cheese here. He's got a few for us, so we're going to start with this. Question for the pod. Have you ever had beef with your neighbour, and how did you sort it out? Context. Father-in-law's neighbour ran a log splitter for the entire long weekend. So his father-in-law. After 24 hours of listening to this machine, he grabbed a bucket of rocks and put a ladder against the machine and threw rocks at the machine until he stopped. That's an interesting way to go about it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Have so you do? Uh, no, no. no. When, Co- when I was at home, we didn't have many. We didn't have any neighbours to the left or the right, and there was one across across the road. Your home, your home, your family home is next to a train station. That's no, a train line. Yeah, that's your right. Yes, and your left is how far? To the next person. Yeah, like hundreds of metres. Yeah, so I'm pretty similar to the deal. Growing up on a 17 acre property, we did have one instance with our neighbour. Obviously, a fair bit of land. We wanted to build a. A big shed that was probably about oh, 30 metres in height. Pretty big fucker to fit trucks it's in. big shed. Big shed, yeah. 30 metres? Yeah, yeah, big shed. Got to fit trucks in. That's a fucking skyscraper. And, and next door kick off that it ruined their view. Of what? Exactly. <laughs> Especially going, you fucking what? Though we had a bit of a dispute, but that's the extent of mine. Nothing too outrageous. Kobe? Um, well, Corey Wilson, was the White Walker, was my neighbour, and I moved to Eden Hill to solve that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. So just a quick shout out to um, May as well just say it To Corey We might flick Corey From a potential fantasy Basketball <laughs> This league. is not how he's going to find out Is it? Yes, yes it is, it is. It is. So 
Corey, just saying You've been we so fucking shit, mate. We're gonna say there's been there's two people that are keen to join our league. They know who they are, and we're looking to remove potential players from our competition. And we're looking at people that have been fucking atrocious for two years. And your name came up, mate. <laughs> so all I'm saying is that within deadline, next time we do the pod, whenever that is, we expect a written submission to be entered by yourself, explaining as to why a you're gonna be in this year's. Two, how are you going to improve your performance? All right. And that's probably about it. Yeah. In less than 25 words. And if you don't have it in by next pod, <laughs> if you don't have it in by next pod, you're gone. Wow, done. Um, he also follows up with, um, what is also your most embarrassing Medi sub moment you have ever seen? He goes, I played footy on Sunday after the grand final. He yacked three times in 14 minutes. Ref stopped the game and sent me off. Got chirped by the spectators at home. Got an infamous, it's not so much a game sub, but at training, cricket training, I think it was like under 14s. Now, Dylan, I don't keep, I'm not a wicket keeper at cricket training, but for whatever reason, first session of the year, match sim, middle of the oval. I put on the floppy, put on the gloves, put on all the keeping gear. First ball that gets bowled, guy plays it out to point, guy picks up to field it, throws it in, throws the ball into the sun. I can't see said ball and hits me in the face. Nice. I have a have a see that little mark underneath my eye there. It's like a bit of a had yeah. to get stitches underneath. Yep, so I had to go to hospital get stitches. So technically, I was subbed out during match sim at training. So I'm going to say it was. Many I can't unsee that scar now. Yeah, I know. So I got you, one on both. I got one on. You're both. actually at least Fun one fact. point more attractive because girls you. like scars. Yeah, I know. Uh, my medi sub moment, perfect as well. It involves cricket, involves a ball, under. Uh, I'm going to say 15s, yeah. um, Scotch Reserve, High Wycombe, time mm. approximately 11.55am. Mm. You know where the sun is at that point. Yes, yes, Directly yes, up in the air. Yes. Oh, sky ball, Dill's under it. Dill wasn't very good at fielding back then. And bang, eye, ball to the eye. Yeah. Um, as you know, a bit of tickle on mm. myself. Mm. I'm, yeah. I'm good, lads. No, come on, let's go. Let's go. Massive carry oh, on. Oh, the next one. Got claret bleeding down your face. <laughs> the umpire walks up and says, no, mate, you got to get off. I get off. And there is a ball the size of yeah. a big golf ball yeah. on my so eye. So what are you trying to say? You got a concussion test before concussion tests were real. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So that was mine. And yeah, off, off for the mine, rest of the game. Mine's, actually, mine's actually cricket as well. Oh, not, a, not ACL related? No. No, no that's... That's proper medicine. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's um, heartfelt. heartfelt. Uh, under 12s, my only season of cricket, I got taken off for being in the, what do you call it, the outfield? Yep. Um, and I may have been picking flowers. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. I'm so bored. bored. Yeah. Get Just off. One final thing. I wasn't subbed in this moment, but I was on the brink of it. Technically, I subbed myself out, but playing first grade for Midland, Playing against Bayswater, last one day of the year, little one day, nothing to really play for. And what happened twice in one over, do you think, Dill? Don't know. What happened? Got hit in the nuts. Nice. Got hit nice. in the nuts in the second ball, hit yeah. all fours. Everyone's laughing. Last ball of the over, happened again. All on fours again. I was excruciating. I was in pain. I only made seven that day. You wonder why. I've actually got, I've actually got one <coughs> of my brother. Ah, and little so Matt? This, or? Yeah, Matt. Yeah. So this... Tec- we want we want to a cricket training match. Technic- let you know. Technically, it's not Medi sub, sure. but he was being a sook that day. So yeah. Medi sub, mental health yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> when he was Whoa. in Aus- wow. when, he- wow. when he was in Auskick, 
Auskick. When he was in Auskick, he didn't really like to play. Sure. My, Matt is the most talented athlete to come out of the Mason family. Sure. And if Nothing to show for it. If his back didn't blow up, he would have been a leader everything. Mm. So when he was in Auskick, he didn't like playing the game. So he would cry. Sure. And then he would go off to the side, have to have a bite of his sausage roll, and then run back onto the field to continue so playing. So what you're trying to say is definitely a mason. He would sub, <laughs> he would sub himself out, get a bite of the sausage roll, and then go back What on. did you think of this as, a, as the eldest mason? I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh, stop. You loved it. it was yeah, good. you would have laughed. That was All good. Right. And then he finishes with, what are our predictions for the North London Derby this week? Oh, it's always hard after international break, isn't it? Yeah. It was a hard weekend without EPL. Yeah. Um, no. Where is it? Is it at? Um, Arsenal. Arsenal. Uh, I, I have confidence being an Arsenal fan. It will be the game of, it won't surprise me if we hold a little bit more possession, mm-hmm. but the counter with, with Tottenham is going to be pretty supreme. But I'm going to go 2-2. Yeah, I, I'm hoping for a draw, but a result at home you want a, you want a result. So 2-1 yep. Arsenal. Yep, nice. Uh, Benny Pohl. So going from last week, 2021 driver liner. So this week, come and be prepared. So let's start off. We'll start off with the um, sure thing. So red. So I've just got a list here. No particular order. Red Bull, Max and um, Serge, uh, Checo, Checo, you'd say. Um, Aston Martin, you've got Stroll and now Alonso. Alonso. Yeah. Um, Ferrari, Ferrari not same. changing. Um, Alfa Romeo, probably still Bottas and, and uh, Joe Rangu. Well, it's not um, set in stone yet, that one, but... It's I'm expecting like. it to be set in stone pretty soon. Correct. Uh, we got Mercedes, Hamilton, and Russell. Yep. Unless yep. Hamilton does something weird, but Russell will be there. Um, McLaren, probably Norris and Piastri. Yep. Is that what we're looking at? That's done now. Um, now, this is where it gets a little bit uh, tricky. So we've got Alpine. Alpine. Yep. Mm. Ocon and. Who? Honestly, at this point, it could be anyone. That's right. Do you reckon it, Daniel has a chance to go back? Daniel's a chance. Uh, was, was there talk about Albon? Potentially, I don't, the a lot of the talk's been around Pierre Gasly. Yeah, but that Especially would if, yeah. that would mean that he would have to get a payout from Toro Rosso from um, AlphaTauri. AlphaTauri, so or they'd have to break that contract. Anyway. Yeah, so yeah, it's a tricky one because we don't really have any idea. Yep, um, Haas, Mazpin, no, not Mazpin. That's changed. It's Schumacher and Magnussen. Well, Shuey doesn't have a spot yet for next year either. Yep. So that's the other one that Haas have been really into Daniel as well because they want a really good established lineup. Yep. To drive their shitty cars. Yes. And then Williams, see, that's one where it's... Latifi's been told he's not coming back. Uh, I can probably break some news and tell you right now that it'll be Nick DeVries that takes his spot. Yep. At Williams? Yep. Okay, there you go. Mercedes will put him there. And then obviously we don't know what our bond will do. He could go somewhere else. But yeah, the established teams... <clears throat> Seem pretty set, and then those you know bottom feeders. You yep. never know what can happen, really. I mean, it's Formula One. <coughs> At the end of the day, there'll probably be fifteen different drivers go through those lineups in the next three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we are going to move on to the next question. This one is from. I feel like Benny waited two weeks for us to answer that question, and uh... we've underdelivered. Well, I don't, I, what else? We don't know. We do, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, Jackson, he goes with the new FIFA game out this week. If you three had a tournament. Who would you choose to play with and what? And would any of you beat me? The last bit, the answer is no. Okay. So I don't like foregone conclusions, Dylan. So for him to go and say that he's going to win, like me, I'll, bitch, I'll chip over your fucking back four every day of the week, mate, and run straight past you. Shit. Yeah, Shit. Yeah. Um, 
Confidence from Cobb. What a shock. I've always been a bit of, bit of a pace man. Pace. Yeah, I like a bit of pace. Oh. Yep. So I know a lot of teams liked old, like old school Barcelona back in the day. Never me. Yeah. It's a little bit more of a uh, bit of a quicker team like Bayern Munich. Yeah. Well, not I, sure. I know that I'd play with the best rated team and, I'll, <laughs> and I'd lose. Because so you wouldn't want to play with a Man City for for say for heaven's sake. Why? I'll be PSG. Well, I'll just be whatever team is rated the best. I'll pick and I'll still lose because. I remember playing against my brother when he was hardcore into it, and I would be like Man City, and he'd be Perth Glory, and I'd lose. Sure. Because he just does all these fancy moves. And then it's one of those things where, why is this centre mid from Perth Glory that's rated a 65 faster than... Yeah. Than... Um, Kevin De Bruyne Kevin or De Bruyne something. Yeah. Or Phil Foden? Yeah. Why, when I play, he's faster? <laughs> yeah. But then on the counter-attack, mm. I can't catch you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a curse. Yeah. So I would lose. Yeah. That's a good point, Kobe. Um, I would be playing with PSG and I would be No, sorry, that's a lie. I'll be playing with Liverpool mm-hmm. and I'd be getting the ball to Salah and I'd be going down the left side and then I'd be cutting inside. Salah and I'd just um, be having pot shots. Yeah, pot shots, of course. And eventually know. one goes in and I'd beat him. Yeah. And then um, how's your defence hold up? Oh, you know. Slight tackle. Slight yeah. tackle. Slight tackle. <laughs> Broken leg. Red card. Red card. Yeah. <laughs> Exit game. <laughs> Um, Benny Pyle again Kobe what is the greatest toasty variation that you've ever created and Dylan Cobb would you try it Go. I will tell you right now <laughs> go to Woolies okay Tom Piper's braised steak and onion mm. it comes in a can mm. it takes three years to expire <laughs> alright love the preservatives in it yeah. really do. when you take off the, the lid it does look like gravy jelly mm. put it on a sandwich slice of plastic on, on what put it, put it on some bread Sandwich. 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 Put on some bread. You've been spending too much time on the dance floor. On the outside. <laughs> on the outside of the bread. All right. Put mayo. Okay. Okay. Because it gets, it gets crispier. Yeah. So not butter. Not butter. Because everyone puts butter on it. No, Cupy no, mayo. mayo to be exact. Yep. 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 Got right. that. That's great. Cheese. Toast. Mm. Burn the fuck out of it. Gravy will come out. It'll sizzle. Oh, Look, I would try it. But Any substance in it? Like a bit of. Oomph. Like braised steak and onion. Braised steak, onion. Mm. Okay, look, I'll try it, but it doesn't. I, I'm not. I'm not um, up and like over the moon about it. Yeah, I reckon. It's no, better. you try it and you go, "Wow, my world has changed." There's better alternatives out there. From listening about it, Dylan. Uh, and he also continues with, "Does getting embarrassed like they did on the weekend hurt Sydney's 2023 campaign before it's begun?" It's, uh, it's, always, it's too early to tell. To be brutally honest, well, I fuck think. me. It's too early to tell, deal. Of course, grand final was two days ago. Yeah, well, no but, shit. But yeah, well, that's a question. Trying to answer it as a he, the question. Read it again, Dylan. I'm not reading it again. Well, well it literally says, history, does it hurt their chances? Well, you can't answer it. But it's been two history, days out. If you look at history, the dogs got blown out last year, yep. and they failed to make the or they got you know beaten by GWS, arguably Same the thing. best team in the competition yep. in, in round one in yep. the first week of the finals. Adelaide Giants got blown out. Adelaide they had their own. The issues. one thing I will hold hope for Sydney is they finished top four. Those teams that we mentioned before they got blown out in grand finals weren't top four sides. Mm-hmm. Sydney do seem to be on the mend. The Giants were, and Adelaide. No, they weren't. Giants were. were sixth. Oh, sorry, they were fifth or sixth. They went through all the way through the elimination. Got done by Richmond. So don't fucking play with me. On Adelaide were definitely top four. Adelaide were first. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> Al- sorry, I forgot you mentioned Adelaide. Yes, I knew we'd get him somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Sydney, uh, GOS were sixth. I think the profile, they will be okay. They'll still be a final side. I don't think they'll fall out completely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hudson Babbage, do you think Deshaun 
Watson, mm-hmm. will reach his expected potential after his suspension. Uh, I think he's already reached his potential, to be honest. He was a... Uh... You know, one of the top five, arguably top six quarterbacks in the game when fully going and carried Houston for years. So, yeah, I think when he comes back, it'll probably be can he rekindle his form and how he was playing as when he was at Houston. Like When he comes back, he probably hasn't played for nearly two years. It's yeah. a fair bit of time out of the game. So, yeah. um, I think I think next year we'll see him back to his best. It yeah, won't agreed. be this year. Yeah, agreed. Um, Alex Zanito, for Kobe... However, could also chime in for Cobb. I don't really know much about this. Also, I think Alex was in um, Alex was in Monza, wasn't he? For the F1? Yeah, he was. That's sick. Please tell us about that. Mm. You think that the we don't care about our listeners, we notice. Yeah, we see. Tell us how it was. We see. stalk you on the ground. Correct. Yeah. He goes, what do the Dockers see in Luke Valenti drafted four years ago and nothing since dot, dot, dot? Well, Luke Valenti Luke actually Valenti's got no longer at the club. Which I thought as well. Yeah. So, so I was really confused. Was that at the end of last year? Last year, yeah. So if, um, so they dude, you, just, you just gave a massive pump up to one of our listeners. I pumped up and, his holiday. And he's missed the ball on this. If there was a bottom five ranking. Oh, no. <laughs> I think Alex. Alex would be at the bottom of that. So, Dylan, I'm just saying... Why are you Dylaning me? It was him. Baby Dylan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, to, to finish us off here, Nick Gillies, who drank more beers in Melbourne? Cobb or Kobe? Oh, Kobe. Me, Kobe. by Kobe far. By um, it was good to see Nick again on the flight over. And then not when you were there? He was actually in the row in two ahead of me. Yep. I said, hey, Nick. He said... Fuck you. And I went, well, you're not coming for beers. <laughs> so, um, just, no, that's a joke. Like, it did cost me like 40 bucks though when I went to Mooney Valley. So yeah. I'm coming for you for that. Like we, um, we spoke a bit. Um, oh, he gave you a tip. Yeah. We lost. Yeah. We, didn't, um, even, didn't even run in the top 10. Oh. Yeah, that's shit. And there was only nine horses. Mm. Before we do <laughs> before we do continue, I just wanted to quickly mention one of our loyal listeners um, who will be listening to the pod and I'll drop their name soon. Flew over with this said gentleman um, sitting right behind me on my flight. And you, like, flew over with Jetstar. And for those that have flown Jetstar before, quite a crammed experience. But um, let's just say with the person sitting behind me, whose name is Trent Davies. I thought you meant Mitchell Johnson. No, no, no. Trent Davies sitting behind me. Um, I could literally hear every single breath of the person sitting in front of me. My chair was that close wow. to the person in front of me because of Trent. So, um, just a little final addition there to the to the holiday. So, yeah, um, yeah won't fly Jetstar again. I won't have Trent sitting behind me anymore. No, yeah. no. <laughs> works out perfectly. Yep. All right, that's before we get into content. Oh, we're going again. Um, <laughs> yes, they flew back again on Virgin. That's good because um, that's where you are. Uh, David Mundy, <laughs> Andrew Brayshaw, and Josh Kennedy were all on the flight. Nice. Um, all three of them were listening to the podcast. Really? Oh, wow. mm. yeah. I actually walked past and they wanted my signature. So Excellent. Oh, wow. yeah. That's good exposure. Mm. Yeah, that's really, so. that's really nice. We've got some reach. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, let's get into it then, eh? The grand final. How bloody disappointing was it? Geelong, yeah. they were... Oh, that was just it was so honestly good. really good to watch mm. from a Geelong point of Geelong view. Geelong won two games by 81 this year. Yep. That was against the Eagles and North. Can we get eight in years when the last time was that Sydney lost by 80 points? Oh, I'd say over five years ago. Seven years ago, <sighs> when they were good. Yeah. They The year they... in So what was seven years ago? 2015. Wait, did they lose to Geelong by 100 points? No, it was a random game against Hawthorne. Okay. 
when they were both still good and they just whacked them by 89 points randomly on a Sunday mm. afternoon. Mm. Mm. What a bloody shame. Oh, it was a shame. Boys it, against men. It really looked that way, didn't it? Um, I'm going to give... Yes, everyone's been heavily critical on Sydney, not rocking up and all that kind of stuff, but all that jazz. To be fair, Geelong did not give them the chance to actually mm. hold the ball. Yep. Um, I think quarter time the inside fifties were plus like twelve or something like that, which proves that you're not winning it out of the middle, putting your defence under pressure, and then when Sydney did try to work it out, DeLong just kept marking the footy and kicking it back in, you know, straight away in the grand final you got to hold up pretty strong and unfortunately the Swans weren't able to do yeah. so. Yeah. It's interesting because you look at it like like I for one I for one was someone who at the start of the year didn't put Sydney on the pedestal that they are sure. right so but they were so good during the year that i can't now sit there and say oh well i said they weren't going to be any good because they were good in the main mm. grand final it just so happened they got smoked in it but i think it just sort of the grand final performance is what i thought we'd see during the year mm. i thought they looked young they looked a bit flabbergasted they looked like it was all coming to them a bit hot and heavy mm. which i thought was what would happen during the year if you that makes sense but they were mm. good during the year and i just think that their lack of experience just hit i'm them. actually going to challenge that disagree i'm going to challenge what a shock. that what a shock. so let me just quickly before go. you disagree can i agree with Dill? sure you can yeah i'm going to do it <laughs> Dylan stevens had a mare errol Goulden had a mare Basically, every young player, every inexperienced player, I'm going to say, apart from maybe Robbie Fox. And Chad Warner. Well, Chad Warner, yeah, Chad Warner. He's had a very good game. System three so let me, let's, um, let me counter that. Let me finish. Isaac, <laughs> I, I'm jumping in. Isaac, he- <laughs> Isaac Heaney had a mare. Tom Papley had a mare. Yeah. Lance Franklin had a mare. The McCartan brothers both had yeah. mares. So The McCartan brothers are only 22. Tom? Sorry? Tom McCartan's only 22. I'd say Tom's young. True. Yeah, Tom's young. But Jake Lloyd didn't say too much of him. So... To say that they were young and inexperienced and that their young players let them down, I think it was actually more the latter. It was more the senior players didn't pave the way. Luke Parker played one of his worst games in recent memory. Danger, Dangerfield gave him an absolute walk. So Callum, Callum Mills think, had 13 disposals. Yeah, and that too, there's another one. So but that's think, experience as well. So to think that it's just because they were young, I don't think that's why they lost the grand oh, final. It, was, say, it, was, it was across the board and I'm they got I'm not going to say that that was the out-and-out reason, but I think it does go a long way because these players... You look at the exact thing, like Geelong had some players that did fuck all as well. You got Gary Rowan, you got people that yeah, I can't name that. off the top of my head. However, if you look at Sydney's, those young players that in Geelong's case were senior players, I feel like that makes a difference. Quite simply, Geelong sorry, Sydney didn't lose the grand final. Geelong, Geelong won it. It was one of those grand finals. Sydney just didn't have they were running on top of the ground. Sydney yep. had no answers for their runoff of their back yep. half, which was huge, yep. especially in the first half yep. when the game was still up for grabs. <coughs> and Tom Hawkins just mm. fucking bullying Tom Hickey yeah. in the first five minutes, I think just set the tone for the yeah, game. Yeah, that was a your tone setter. Yep. <laughs> Two out of the ruck goals from a key forward against yep. a ruckman. Yeah, that's, that's what he's done for most of it over the last three years, big mm. Tom Hawks. But doing the bigger stage is massive. Joel Silver was huge. Danger yep. was huge. Yep. Even Mitch Duncan played a really good game. Well, and then Isaac Smith had, what, 30 and 3. So early doors, and it was a big thing for me heading into the game. The strategy that um, Geelong employ with, or deploy with Stanley. Blickards will start inside mid, then go into the ruck, which Stanley would then go back and free up Stewart or whoever. And Geelong. 
were able to play seven defenders for the whole day, hence why Sydney weren't able to enter I mean, into Sydney, the 50 Sydney made a lot of but really this is simple the, mistakes. But then from that, when all the first goals started getting kicked, Horse Longmire put Cullen Mills behind the ball to stem the bleeding, and then that didn't stop the bleeding. So yeah. that was towards the end of the first quarter, and you just went, fuck. I would say that the weekend was, and I love it when this word comes up, that was vintage Patrick Dangerfield. It was. Yeah. Him, it's that... It's funny because he plays for the Cats now, and yep. he's always done it, and it's very cat-like. He will be, he will be spot, and then all of a sudden he will just launch yep. onto the footy, yep. grab it, ground ball, get handball out, I've, and he yeah. did that so many times where you were like, he should not be first that footy, yeah. and he got first that footy. That the was a man who wanted a premiership. Correct. Man. It was. The hate towards Patrick Dangerfield for years, I've never understood. People think he's a pussy. Leans out, like, gets pushed over <laughs> the ball. Yeah, oh, no, oh, 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 pussy. <laughs> Man, People yell go and say that he, he plays for free kicks, he's pretentious, all the like. And I'm like, I've always thought, and they say he don't play, doesn't play well in the big games. The challenge James always had, he tries to play too hard in the biggest games, which makes him look like he's a selfish prick or something like that. But his explosiveness, his contested ball winning ability... He's, he showed that on Saturday. Um, but before we sort of move on a bit, I need to challenge you both. All right, you guys have a crack at me about my calls, but there is no worse call that has ever been made on the pod to think oh, that Matthew go, Rowe yeah. and Joel Selwood are in the same stratosphere as any sort of player ever. Fourth premiership, yeah. most finals played by any said player, to think that Matthew Rowe is going to get into the fucking same suburb. As Joel Selwood is nothing short of ludicrous. Matthew Rowe plays for the Gold Coast. I don't don't give me excuses. You both said no, it. No, no, but it it's almost as though we might be joking about this this whole time. No. Cops don't taking it a little too seriously. No, I'm just saying I'm trying to hold you both accountable. But uh, you can't play 22 pl- finals playing for the Gold Coast. Why can't you? No, don't, don't, <laughs> don't be silly. I'm just saying. All right, here's one. I'm here's get, one. Look, no, I think, I'm going to get silly though. Here's one. I think. I think. So yeah, Joel Selwood can't Joel didn't have oh, no, no, the I'm... injury struggles that Matt has had. I think Matt is a much more talented footballer. Okay, let's, I'll, counter, <laughs> I'll counter that. I'll counter that straight off the bat. Joel Selwood was supposed to be a top three selection and slid in the draft because of his back issues oh, as Bob. as an underage. So don't, no, you're not. You give me stats. I'm going to count you. But oh. it never affected his AFL career. Joel's no, it didn't. And that was the. the I mean, Joel did look straight into a premiership team. Joel walked straight into a premiership team as well. That's exactly right. But that's that's the start of his career. He walked into a team that was underachieving, of which their coach was nearly sacked the year before. And then that year they won the grand final. <sighs> Look, so I don't say he walked into a premiership grand final. They hadn't even played finals for a couple of seasons before that. I think it was like one season. Yeah, but they underachieved massively. I actually don't really care enough about this conversation That's to fine. actually counter this. But, 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 I've got something silly to say. Okay. Go do it. It's not to do with Joel Selwood. Okay, I'm going to say I've got something silly to say. Uh. Patrick Dangerfield has had a better career than Nathan Fife. And... Not just career. Why do you have to do this? I'm almost taking him as a footballer. From what I've seen. Patrick Dangerfield has just got the... He is just... I know that... So, quick quick one deal. I just want to intervene quick. Yep. Is this pre-weekend? Are you taking Dangerfield over five? So, this is what I was literally about to say. Beautiful. So, the AFL, we don't really associate... We sometimes mostly don't associate it with winning... As needing, we to got be individual glory first. Correct, because like unlike you know the NBA, where if someone mm. wins a title, they literally leapfrog somebody else. Yep, yep, yep. However, those 
people held it against Danger. Hmm. Not can't win, hasn't won. Big game player, not won. Not not anymore. He's a premiership player. Yeah. Eight time All Australian, four time BNF, Brownlow, AFL Player Association. But could we argue, Dill? <sighs> could we argue that there is more to a player than individual stats? Being a team player, leadership, all that kind of stuff, contributing positively to a, the success of a team, should be incorporated into whether you take X player over Y player. Where the same argument, Dangerfield's tried to do the best for his team most of the time, mm. um, despite him sometimes trying too hard. Where Nathan Fife, it's been lauded that he's been the best player in a shit team. And I'll tell look. Two-time Brownlow medalist versus a one-time Brownlow medalist. If you're giving me the footballing abilities of Nat Fife or Dangerfield, I'm taking Fife. If you're giving me the career, I'm taking Danger because he's won a premiership. That's the only thing that Isn't separates that the same them. argument? A Brownlow and a premiership, that's the only thing that separates them. Because Fife is one too. Yeah, I just... I, uh, yeah, it's just... Do you remember that battle, Adelaide versus Fremantle with Amy? Yeah, yeah and, down. and they yeah. both broke the contested possession records. Yeah, in the game. That was awesome. Um, that'll be an interesting one for our listeners to see who's... I don't think it is a silly question. I think I've always been a Dangerfield fan over a Fife fan. Mm. Um, both have massive issues fucking deciding whether or not they they want to kick the ball through the big six. Yeah. They both suck at it. But And don't don't get me wrong as well. Until, until Dusty's um, pretty much just leapfrog the competition, I had Fife as the pinnacle for a long time. Mm. So don't get me wrong there. However, and look, it's unfortunate, but Fife can't even get on the park. Okay, like some people will use that against someone, some people won't. But unfortunately, Dangerfield's, you know, his ability to do this for so long. And now finally get the ultimate glory with all the accolades. Oh, I can't go past um, yeah. Also, before the grand final, I was not a great admirer of Joel Selwood. After the grand final, I'd, I like him. I'm glad you're now part of the... Oh, how good was their like Mad him. Monday kit? Yes, fantastic. The their Mad boys. Monday kit, oh. the way he played, the way he celebrated afterwards, the way he looked after the Kit kids, the way he looked after Sammy, their water boy. <laughs> Tom Stewart not looking after the Kit. No, he didn't. Kid. He was not, and he was, yeah. He was very, he got so, torn he was to, very sorry about it. He got that. torn to stress, didn't he? But it's, I mentioned this a little bit as well. We criticise our athletes for the 2% that we as fans see. So we see Joel Sewell play on the weekend, yeah? And what do we see sometimes? Sometimes we see him choking people, <laughs> punching people, getting in bits with people, ducking his head for free kicks. And then all of a sudden we see that 2% and we assume that Joel Selwood's this piece of shit, hate him, you know, all this kind of stuff. Where in reality, the 98%, it's couldn't be further from the truth when you're... Well, he's, almost been, he's almost been the, the poster boy champion. Yeah, he's a champion. That's he's never done word. anything wrong apart from get people in chokeholds. Yeah, on the Which field. happens from time to time, yeah. doesn't it? Um, and there's been people that, that have done worse that we glorify as well. Um, no, he pushed over Adam Selwood at Subiaco. Oh, he's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a champion. I personally think that should be it for Joel. Um, well, the, the, the way the celebrations went after the game, yeah. you'd say he'd be announcing his retirement. And it speaks to sort of the player that he is. Yeah. He'll wait until their celebrations are done to retire. Yeah. Yeah. But the way, I mean, he was crying with Tom Hawkins after the game. Dane Rampy, when he did his speech with him, Joel had to move away from the cameras because he's starting to probably tear up, mate. So... But, 
Champion career, champion player. Good luck to Matt Rowe to get even in the same postcode as him. <laughs> Good luck to him. Uh, but that's <laughs> it. Season over. So, eight teams that obviously couldn't be previewed when we did our end of season previews. They are all now either out or have won the glory. So, we are going to go with season grades. We're going to go with a must and a can't. Yeah. Um, Start at bottom eight. Work up. Uh, yeah, so who was out first? Uh, Would have been the dogs. The doggies and Richmond. Oh, fuck. Kobe, so straight off the you. bat. <laughs> Kobe, you've got both of them. Well, you boys go first because I was a little late getting here. Okay. Uh, well, we might go from the top Because then. someone forgot he had the fucking Sandover medal, so we changed times. <laughs> That's all right. But we're going to go from the top. All right, so you... So, Geelong. Geelong. Yep. Season grade, gentlemen. I think anything short of an A-plus is fucking stupid. So, A-plus for the cats. Um, so, the must and the can't do's. They can't do anything wrong. That's literally all I've got. So you go through game plan for the cats. <laughs> I actually don't disagree with you. Like, go through the game plan for the cats. There's no weakness in there at all. The only weakness, which is my next piece partially, is the age of some of their list and what they've got to do. But the coaching structure, big tick. Competitive advantage when it comes to trade draft, Victorian country players, big tick. Retaining players, they've got a pretty deep list, tick. Yeah, there's not too much of that need to improve on. Yep. But the must for them is partially what I sort of touched on. They've got guys like Hawkins, 34, Rowan, 32, Tui, 32, Isaac Smith, 33. They need to somewhat rejuvenate the list with some youth, and they're going to do that in the upcoming trade period. Looks like they're going to bring in Tanner Bruin, who's 20, Ollie Henry, good chance, 20, and also Jack Bose, who's a top 10 selection. Who's twenty four as well? That's so, going to be an absolute bargain. Whichever whichever club gets their hands on Jack Bowes hmm. is just you are. They are going to be in for like they could get the pick with it hmm. and pick seven for, as well for yeah. one year of yep. eight hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, like so. Just a quick one with Geelong. We speak about replenishing their list. Obviously, Joel Selwood expect to retire. Dangerfield's thirty one. So there's a few guys that have a little bit of footy left, but Hawkins, Rowan, Tui Smith, probably one year left. I reckon. Yeah. You got Cooper Stevens, who was picked 16 in 2019, who's played a little bit inside mid footy. He's 21. He'll get his chance if Joel moves on. Conway, who's another inside mid, pick 19. Uh, sorry, pick 24, I think, in 2021. He's another one there too. You've got yeah. Holmes, you've got Parfit, you've got Narkel, you've got Radicalia, you've got Menegola, who's 30. So when Narkel's I'm saying. still there. Yeah, Medisub on the weekend. Like, um, you look at this Geelong list and you go. Parfit was Medisub. Yeah, um, and you go Holmes, a couple others. You bring in Bruin, Henry, and Bose. Yep. Plus a top top ten selection. Yep. Far lip. So yep. that's the that's the cats for me, gentlemen. All right. So I've got Sydney. Sydney are getting an A for me. Um, I obviously, like I said, didn't expect what they brought. Some people did expect it. Some people had them in the grand final. Cobb. So an A for me is there. Um, they must. I think they must treat um, Logan McDonald as one B. If right. that makes sense. Franklin. Oh, He's there. He's on the contract. He's always going to get the number one key. Mm. So he's 1A. I sure. think they need to go into this preseason saying that Logan... I'm, now, I'm not I'm not saying gift people games, mm. but I'm just saying every opportunity that Logan... You need to treat him as 1B. You need to try to get that handover to Buddy to Logan McDonald as smoothly as possible and... Give him a bit of... You might need to give him a bit of the... He's not playing great footy, but he needs to be there. Mm. Okay, so that's my must. They need to make sure that Logan is being treated as 1A in the preseason. One, uh, My can't... They can't 
go into next season with Mills as their um, – they can't go into it with Mills as their throw-around position. Sure. Find someone else to fucking play loose back. <laughs> like, it shits me to tears, you know? And, like, obviously, you know, he's, he's such a good player and you just look at games on the weekend. You know, he ended up with 13 disposals. I know a bit of that is just him not finding the footage long, smash him around the contest. Patrick Dangerfield again. However, no, do not put Callum Mills as your quarterback, as your loose man defence when you're getting smashed. Put mm. someone else there, all right? So I think they need to find someone in pre-season that has the ability to do that, and Callum Mills needs to be an inside midfielder only. It always is a difficult... You can understand why they do it, because he started his career as yeah, a defender, yeah. but you right, say it out loud, it worked for him nearly all year, arguably. Big Gasp's game didn't really help by putting your best one of your best inside mids in, an, in a different position. Interesting. And that's thing, like, I, like you say, like, it worked for them all year. Like, I sort of, I know that. Mm. I know it worked. Yeah. So make it work with someone else. Sure. You sure. know, don't take your best inside mid and put him at fullback. Yeah. Take your winger and put 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 Justin McInerney, who, and on the small um, dimensions of the SCG, can sometimes struggle to actually get that link-up play because mm. they don't need to go to the wings. Put him there instead. Just yep, that's sure. just something there. Sure, sure, sure. Um, next out was Collingwood and Brisbane. So I've you've got I've got Collingwood. So Collingwood A plus as well. Um, a lot of teams had the old Cats finishing bottom four. I did, as did many. So kudos to them. Collingwood. Yep. You said Cats. I oh, did. I. Yep. My bad. Sorry. Collingwood. Um, big must. This will not be the same Collingwood side in two thousand twenty three. All right. So people that think that they're Pies are going to be the same outfit. Top four side next year. I think you're kidding yourselves, if I'm being brutally honest. So they're bringing in players. Hill's coming in. McStay's coming in. Fiorini's coming in. Frampton's coming in. And rumours strongly Tom Mitchell's going to be coming in as well. So I think the must for them is McRae's going to be able... There's going to, A lot of players are coming in. Mm. So you've got to figure out team harmony, chemistry, all that kind of stuff. Grundy's out. Henry's going out. So there's a few dynamics to play within the four walls and trust McRae's going to actually be able to do so. So a Pies a final side in 2023? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. What they can't do, though, rumour has it, Jordan Dugowie has rejected the latest contract offer put in front of him based on a behavioural, behavioural, whatever you want to call it, behaviour clause in his contract. They can't let him walk. They've got to keep him. So that's a big thing that the Pies need to focus on into mm-hmm. in this off-season. Yep. Heard a um, bit of a rumour on the weekend that... Um, Grundy's about as happy with how Collingwood have treated him as Trelaw was. Uh, yeah, yes, that's what the rumors yes. are. So, so yeah. the old a lot of people are saying there's I've seen a lot on Twitter this morning about the whole if Dugowie's going to be a dog, keep Grundy and ditch Dugowie, but I don't think that's even a possible. I don't anymore. think it's possible anymore. No, McRae's come out after the prelim. I think he said like we want him, we want Jordan to yeah. stay. Yep. So when you got your head coach making such a loud statement um, on the presser. He's got to stay somehow. Yep, so I've got Brisbane. So I'm going to give them a B minus, made a prelim. Um, they're always they're the interesting team, I feel like, of the preseason every year. You've either got them higher or you've you've like you've got them making a GF or you're like, they might not even make it out of the first round. Mm. So I've given them a B minus. So lower end, so like yep. it's a yep. 68%. Like, yeah. Well done, you, you pass. You, 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 go, you, Credit. Go, you go home and you say, Mum, i got a B. Yep. You don't yep. tell her the percentage. Yeah, for sure. You just say, I've got a B. Yep. Um, I think they must bring in Josh Dunkley. Yep. Um, that's pretty simple stuff. We spoke about it a bit last week. Um, yeah, they must bring in Josh Dunkley, and they can't do a preseason without Jared 
Berry being mm. included in the midfield. Mm. I think if you... So bear with me, Dill. Yes. You're saying you need Jared Berry in the midfield. Yes. You bring in Dunkley. Yes. Ashcroft's going to come in as pick one. Yeah, but Ashcroft, I think that would be almost... Oh, who, who's, who's a good... I think you would almost do that as a bit of a Horn Francis type. Get his midfield minutes, but you can't just bring in uh, that guy and chuck him into a midfield that's trying to win a premiership. I'll tell you now, he's the closest thing to Sam Walsh okay, out but of the draft. He is a very, yeah. very good young player. So, sorry, continue. So, oh, I personally would have a Ashcroft ahead of a Berry, and that says how good Ashcroft yeah. is. Uh, well, that's it. That, I just reckon that Berry should be playing in the midfield. Yep. And, yep. So that's my Brisbane. Yep. And then it was Melbourne. So I gave them a D. This was the one that I struggled with. I gave them a D. Sure. They if, went out in straight sets. Even though they went 10 and 0 start of the year, Dylan. Yeah, it's, yeah. Absolutely. That's, Good that's, call. Yeah. No, I'm just challenging yeah. you. Good no, that's a, that's a D. Um, 10 and 0. Then yep. they should have won the flag. Yeah, 6 and 8 on the way home. They're a D. Uh, they, well, they must. I think they've got to find another key forward. <laughs> um, ben Brown, he's serviceable, but. They do have one with Tom McDonald in the wings. Do you reckon they should have played him? It's they just, changed their forward mix because McDonald went out for a period of time. They didn't have anyone coming because, in. It's like, got Sam Wiedemann there too. Yeah, but Sam, I'm not. I'm not well, that's. Oh, I'm not sold on Sam. Agreed. Wiedemann. I'm not sold on Sam Wiedemann. And it's just one of those things where, like, I just feel like Tom McDonald and Ben Brown. What, could I say they're one dimensional? Yeah, no, you can. They're very one dimensional. I think it's time to take a look. Um, I'm not saying like, go get Dan McStay, but I'm just like, you know, you look at the current. Best key forwards in the comp. You got mm. Tom Hawk, Jeremy Cameron, Charlie Kerno. They're very, they're, they're not one dimensional. You know, mm. they can they can do a fair bit. Like mm. you don't really see Ben Brown up the ground much. Tom yeah. McDonald, you, you might have to throw him back. You mm. know, you just see. I think that's something they should do. Um, and I think they can't act like they cannot assume that Brody Grundy will fix all their problems. Sure, because. Let's just, right now, Luke Jackson and Max Gorn. So Max yep. Gorn can play forward, yep. but you want Max Gorn in the ruck. Yep. Meaning, what just happened again? You've now got a ruckman playing forward when he's not a forward. I strongly believe, Dill, yep. that with Grundy coming in... He'd play more ruck. Of course. And yep. then Grundy... Sorry, Grundy ruck, and then Gorn will spend more time forward. And Which is which is better, but I just, I just don't think they can act like problem solved. Because, yeah... Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. Because you're playing two number one rocks. Yeah, playing two number one rocks. So yeah, that's me. Uh, who else went out that weekend? Freo. Fremantle, gentlemen. Got a little bit of a deep dive here, Kobe, and I'm going to need a little bit of your insight here. Kobe. Fremantle. Shoot. <clears throat> you did West Coast. I decided to do Fremantle. Fremantle's grade A. Would have been would have been yes. an A plus if they finished in the top four. They must get rid of all the players that want to leave. That means Lob, see you later. Yes, Logue, see you later. Akers, see you later. Tucker, see you later. Meek, see you later. And obviously, <coughs> David Mundy's leaving through retirement. I would argue, is Lob a part of a premiership side? No. Logue, no. Akers, no. no. Tucker, no. no. Meek, no. no. So why is everyone getting all heart like strong on? Geez, we need to keep these players or whatever it might be. We're losing so many players. I think you're losing a bunch of list cloggers and one player who had arguably a career best year in his contract year which is, well, second, last. Rory Lob. Yeah, in Rory Lob. So I'm going a bit of a deep dive with the Dockers, but I think next year, do they make the top eight? Possibly, like, yeah, I reckon I'll still be there, but be willing to take one step back to take two steps forwards for your long-term um, investment in mm-hmm. your team, in your footy club. 
They can't roll out the same game plan they rolled out this past season. It is a proven formula that is a regular... That how they play is similar to old school Collingwood, similar to old school, well, current slash old school West Coast. It is a game plan that wins you regular season games. It does not hold up in the pressurised cooker of finals football. So they need to change that dynamic. And I think with the outs coming, they will allow that. This also includes the Nathan Fife dilemma, which again, I believe, needs to be him on the football, on the ball. Mm-hmm. All right. Gentlemen, with all those outs, yep. I'm going to read you through a perspective and obviously a very, very early 2023 Fremantle round one team, considering everyone fit. Are we ready? Go. Backline. Walker, uh-huh. Pierce, Ryan. Halfback. Clark, Cox, Young. Uh-huh. Centre line, which includes wing, wing, mid. Jeremy Sharp slash Liam Henry. So Sharp's rumoured to be coming to Fremantle eventually, so expect that to happen. Brayshaw midfield. O'Driscoll on the far wing. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, Half forward. He loved Nod, don't you? I love him. Half forward. Schultz, Tabs, Switter. Full forward. Walters, Amos, Jackson. Followers, Darcy, Brody, Sarong. Interchange, Chapman is the seventh defender. Nathan Fife's obviously there. Erasmus needs to play. He'll come in a bit more for that Monday sort of role. Frederick. So when you say it out loud like that, you're going, it's not too bad. On top of all this deal. The only one you're missing is James Ash. Sorry, yes, I knew I was missing one. So James Ash, he, he's in the team. He's probably ahead of Sharp and Henry, I think. Yep, on, I agree. On the wing. Yep, yep, absolutely. So I'll replace that. Ash on the wing. So we've had all that movement. Sharp's come in. Jackson's come in. And with everyone going out, this they would go from having essentially 14, 72, and 86 in the draft to now having pick 11, 14, which is two first-rounders, a second-rounder in 24, third-rounder at 42, fifth-rounder at 55, 72, 73, and 86. So that's essentially done all the trades as to if they're going to go to Carlton or whatever. So that could be their draft hand heading into this year's mm. draft, which is quite strong. So obviously those potential draft picks aren't locked in. Things are going to happen. People might leave late or different swaps or whatever. But I reckon that sets up Fremantle for longer-term success. Um, so a bit of a deep dive, nice. but I think it was required considering a WA side. I think the, I th- Honestly, I think the only reason they're trying to keep Lobby so, so hard is they want a year of Jackson and Lobb. Uh, and and that's, that's and the only. And I think that's the only reason. Mm. Because Rory can you play. Because you can't play tabs then, can you? Because really, Amos I don't needs really to play. Want to play tabs. Amos needs to play. I don't play. really want to play tabs. Um, but I think Lobby full time forward. Jackson and Dar- of Darcy's swapping out mid. Yep. You know, it does, it's it's a prospect that I can see the club you know really want a year of. Quick question: Which combo works better in twenty three? Gorn Grundy, Darcy Jackson. It's too early to tell, Carl. No, no. <laughs> That's very good. Which combo works better? Because both deals will get done. What um, works better? So we're sitting here right now after the grand final. Who had a better combo? Doesn't mean the team went that well, but it just it worked. Uh Gorn and Grundy. Kobe. Uh Gorn and Grundy. Yeah, okay, we'll three on that one. Uh, can I just say as well, just I went down a rabbit hole last night. Oh, and this triggered me. You said old school Collingwood. Yes. As when you were talking about them. Do you know in 2012, mm. old school Collingwood, you in one fantasy team could have had Dane's 133 average. Yep. 
Dane Beams 116 average. Fantasy. Scott Pendlebury 110 average and still Cybon 104 average in one team. In one team. That sounds like the Bulldogs of current. Except then one of them gets chucked on the wing and they can't play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Richmond and Bulldogs. Richmond and Bulldogs, off you go, Cope. All right, so Richmond, what they can't afford to do is lose their next wave of players that are coming through. All right, so the younger players that are currently carrying the side a little bit. So you've got Broad, what was Baker. Their, what was their grade, sorry? B minus. Okay, B minus. If they had a won the games that they should have, North, Gold Coast. Who else are those two? Don't know. Anyway, I there was a few. Um, Broad, Baker, Bolton, Rioli, Gibkiss, Graham, even Nick Floston's only 26. Really? So you're saying you're, you – so Hopper's coming in. Hold them. Just hold them, okay? I'm going to touch on these, please. All right. Because I've got a little bit of a count. All they need to do is get the Torino and Hopper trades over the line. Sure okay? must. Because they've lost a couple of premiership stars and you can expect to lose Cochin Rewalt in the next couple of years. Sure. Yep. There you go. What do you want? Jack Graham's strongly rumoured to leave and head back to South Australia as a result of really? Hopper and well, Torino coming in. They're, they're <laughs> fucked. Yeah. So apparently Jack Graham wants midfield minutes yeah. and with Hopper and Toronto coming in, might make it a little bit difficult. So Port Adelaide would be up in there. Yeah, Port Adelaide's openly said that they've, they're have they keen on Graham. That's nice. So fucking a lot of movement going to go on. But There's going to be a lot of movement going on. Finally. Yeah. And Bulldogs? So the dogs, I gave them a C minus yeah. because I feel like they are heavily underachieving. Correct, some I agree. With the the, the core list that they've got. I'd almost go a D if yeah. Yeah, pushing a D. So what I've got here, which might just just uh, fight a little bit with Cobb's claim on Rory leaving, um, I don't think they can afford to overload on tolls. Mm. They've already got Norton, Darcy, and Newell Hagen, who are all twenty three and under. Don't forget Bruce as well. I know obviously older, but I feel that Bruce sucks. Agreed. Mm. They are all 23 and under. Give them another two years. Darcy, obviously, a little bit longer. That is a premiership caliber forward line right there. Mm. And then their need is obvious, a key back. So my, it's my thinking that with Lob coming in, you would have Hugo Hagen. Do you think they're going to play Darcy as a back? Yeah, I really do. And I know this is outrageous. What do you play juniors? Forward, forward ruck, yeah. but play him as a bit of a defender. Lob's going to be around for one year, depending on his contract. Obviously, Bulldogs will be looking to extend him. Um, but Darcy to pay back for a little period. And this is really outfield, left field. Who got drafted as a defender? Aaron Norton. Really? So it won't surprise me if that is potentially experimented. Shoot. If when you're sitting there, you've got, you're looking for a key back and you've got a guy who was a top 10 draft pick picked, as a you key know defender, what? and actually did a good job as a defender. You know what? Mm. It sounds ridiculous, but Luke Beveridge taking a fifty goal a year forward and putting him back. That sounds like something. Bevo sounds would like do. something Bevo would do. But the thing is, it's not like it's foreign to the man. Yeah. Um. And then Sam Darcy. Like either way, like what's going to win you a premiership? Aaron Norton at full forward. But in all honesty, can someone put a finger on what's going on with the Dogs? Because they've got such a good core group. I think their biggest issue is. They've got too many men to feed. Yeah. So Dunkley leaving will be, I reckon, probably a little bit of a blessing. They don't have any speed in their forward half. Lucky They've got no, we got our maybe. man. We got our man Riley Garcia that offers a bit, but the man needs some help. Jason Johannesson goes walk about every oh, you know second moment. Two years. Riley Smith. Two years he got. <clears throat> yep. So they need a bit of like they like moving the ball up by hand, but then teams just figure out we've just got to try equalise at the contest, and they've been so poor defensively. So it just needs some leg speed. Defensively and offensively. Isaac Rankin. 
That's all right. That's all right. Yeah, if he didn't want to go home, that could have been something they could have got. It could be a big year next year for the dogs. You look at, like, with Dunkley leaving, you're going to have Bont, you're going to have Libba. It's going to be a little bit more conventional. We won't see Trelaw of halfback or half forward or whatever. It was like half halfback. Still can't kick, though. Yeah, and that's a bit of a nightmare, if you ask me. But Brendan Laid. Brendan Laid has left St. Kilda as assistant coach. Gone there as assistant coach. Gone to the dogs. It's going to be a serious coaching carousel. Yeah. Not so much head coach, but more assistant coaches. And have coaching, and have players. Going to be a lot of movement, which is exciting. I mean, you still really don't know what's going to happen. And with so Clarkson and Fags, do you? Yeah, um, pretty much a wrap on the footy season. I know she's on the spot for all of us. Best and worst moment of the season gone. Is there any moment that you sat there and you went far out? My my saddest moment for the year was seeing the great J.K. retire, mm. being out the game. That was a sombering moment similar to that of say a Pavlich or something like that for Freo fans well I'd say Mundy retiring for you guys yeah yep. 375 yep. odd games yep yeah joyful moment Buddy 1000 yeah I actually remember I, round two that happened yeah, yeah. against Geelong yeah I yeah. stood up and watched the whole thing standing up yeah we won't see a player kick a thousand again in our lifetime no. mm. um, that was just unreal yeah dead set anything deal uh, pro- both involving the Eagles just because they're the ones that stick with me. The 100-point loss to Richmond mm-hmm. when we went in, I even went into that game thinking like, oh, if we played out, if we played all right, we could we could make some noise. That was pretty fucked. <laughs> um, and then like best moment, ignoring the result, fucking if Bailey Williams could fucking not get a post from a metre out, mm. we might have won that game. But JK8, yep. finishing up was elite. Like, yep. Nothing better. Absolutely fantastic. The elimination, what was your best game of the year? I mean, for me, it's the elimination final, but that was only because I was there. Mm. Yeah, true. Oh, that, that was The Collingwood-Carlton game? Yep. Collingwood-Essendon game? Yep. I think the Collingwood-Carlton game was the genuinely... The Gold Coast game where they came back from 40 against Richmond? Yep, against Richmond. Yep. I genuinely think out-and-out out game, seesaw momentum swing affair, was Collingwood-Carlton. Yeah. I know it was the final game of the year, but the motion was high, stakes were high, yep. and we had a ripper. Um, I think in terms of actual football being played, it's been one of the better years we've had for a oh, while. Oh, I think it will go down... It's one of the best years for a yeah. long time. And, and I think it's only going to get more <laughs> open as the, we're going to get as we go along. I think you're going to get over the next while, and it's happening now since post-COVID, more teams are losing patience. Urgency is a lot higher. Gold Coast next year need to make finals. Tasmania. Tasmania's knocking on the door. Adelaide need to show improvement. So the teams that have been down the bottom for a bit, they've got to rise rapidly, and the teams at the top need to hold the fort. So, yeah, we're going to, it's only going to I've, get better from here. I've also got a big... West Coast prediction. Sure. In once the trade period happens, huge, go not on. huge. Don't forget it. No, I've, I've, it's, it's a plan. I've got a year by year plan. Well, go on. No, Baby, baby Dylan is <clears throat> a plan. Um, Win so spoon yeah. next year. That was <laughs> wait and tick mm. actually. Um, but yeah, let's move on. We're going to quickly do a little. There's just a bit of NBA news before we sign off for the Couldn't day. Couldn't help himself, could he? Didn't yeah. COVID. But it, well, so the, <laughs> this is actual news, go. so we can't right. leave it for too long. Sure. Um, Boyan Bogdanovich traded to Detroit. Absolutely, just makes me so angry. Why they gave up Kelly Olynyk? You're trying to t- so I just so which <laughs> side he deal with side because I think this is actually a win for Detroit. They oh Detroit sure it's a win. Whoever has Bogdanovich ends up with a win. Mm. They gave up Kelly Olynyk and Saban Lee. Saban who Lee? That's yep. where they gave up. Didn't have to give up a pick. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's very clear. That Utah wanted cap relief. Yes. However, you're trying to tell me, you are trying to tell me that there is not one team in the NBA right now that would have given you a first-round pick for Boyan Bogdanovich. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> and the reason why I like it for Detroit is because now in the deadline, they're going to say, 
Yeah, one first round pick, thanks. Mm. Or they want one, for maybe even a first and a second. I honestly reckon they're keeping Bogdan purely as that, you know, that three point shooter that can play at the four. Oh, they'll tr- no, I'll, I'll put a bet on right now. He will not be in Detroit. You don't reckon? The, past the deadline. Yeah. Past the. When does the deadline close? The What's he Jan- on? 17 mil? Yeah, past the January deadline, he's not at Detroit. Mm. I'd put. I'd almost put put the house. I think Geelong. Uh, Geelong. Ooh. I think uh, Detroit might create a bit of cap space and go after a big fish next year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they might be a destination. Hey, they'll after DeAndre nice. Ayton this year. I won't lie. I haven't really focused too much on NBA over the last month and a bit. It's been heavy footy. The NBA hat now comes back on. We've got less than three weeks. Yeah. But yeah, I hate three it for, weeks before the season starts. I hate it for Utah because I think Detroit are end up going to get yeah. they're going to get that pick that Utah yeah. should have gotten. And, and I'm pumped to walk into a fantasy competition next year without Corey Wilson. Whoa. Um, and then the next one, Ema Udoka has been suspended for a year. Oh. Just took the Celtics to the finals. Yes. Suspended for a year for a relationship with a coworker. Um, this was so random. So random. Um, a lot of people were saying... And apparently it was a little bit more than that, Dill. Yes, he, had, he made an unwanted... Comment. Um, no, no, no. Uh, unwanted comment and advance. Correct. Fellow, a different um, female employee. Oh, the from Celtics. the one that he was having relations with. So he had, yes. no, he had the relations with yep. a um, Celtic employer. Now, yep. keep in mind, he was not uh, suspended by the NBA. No, suspended, suspended by, the by the Celtics. for violating... He won't coach again. I think he, I think he will. It depends yeah. how bad the allegations are. But it violated the code of conduct Correct. that he signed <clears throat> up for. Um, so this separate account was with a separate staff member um, at the Celtics. So it wasn't yep. the person that he had the relationship with. Yep. So, well, who do they, they just bring an assistant now. Yep. Yeah, so and run, run the same system. Worst thing is now they had, who's the new Utah coach? What's his name? He was the senior assistant at the Celtics yeah. and he was an absolute gun. And, of course, Danny Ainge stole him, took him to the Jazz, so no idea who the Celtics are going to yeah. bring but up. But and, and the thing was, a few people, um, Stephen A. Smith was saying this, they were like, why have the Celtics come out and put it out? And, like, why didn't they just suspend him and say, like, well, we're not going to tell you right now? Because there's a likelihood that the person that had it was about to come out with it. Mm. So Celtics had to almost... Get ahead of the... Get yeah. A, yeah that, head of the game. Head of the game, but at the same time, that sort of behaviour, like, can't... Can't happen, period. Well, Rob, head, co- head coach at a $4 billion franchise. And Robert, yeah. Robert Sava has just, um, he's been suspended after uh, years. Owner of, of the Phoenix Suns and the Mercury. Owner of the Phoenix Suns and Mercury after years um, of apparently racial and sexual yep. allegations. Perennial and, cheapskate as well. Correct. Yep. So he um, got suspended for a year. And then I'd say the NBA came to him and said, hey, we can't take the team off you because it's yours, but we we so heavily sell it. Yeah. So he's, he's now selling the Phoenix. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see who purchases yeah. that. And, mate, listen to Bill Simmons' podcast. Who, another... who was one person that said they were maybe going to buy it? Yeah, Jeff Bezos. He had a Jeff couple Bezos, others. Yep. Right. So he's a flawed individual as well when you were yeah, yeah, So yeah. not getting too much of an upgrade on that side. But when you think of the top 10 franchises in the NBA, I'm saying Phoenix is in there. In regards well, to all time, all time franchises that you sturdy NBA franchise Phoenix, it is, a, yeah, but a also, lot of shit also no, but that's the thing. At, people before then they were the longest. Looking at market size, yes, yes, yes. Looking at market size, they're the only team in the state. Yep. It's it, Phoenix. Sorry, Arizona is a little bit of a basketball state, considering yep. they've got Arizona State there. Yeah, um, they like they will get bored for a lot of money. Yes. Yeah, like you think you go bear with me. Lakers, like franchises, Lakers, Celtics, Bulls, Warriors, Knicks, Warriors, Knicks, 
I'd say Dallas Mavs, is up there as well. Mavs at six. Bill, they're worth, I think. Yep, six. Um, I'd say on Miami potentially as well. Yep. Um, and then like you got Phoenix in there too. Like Philadelphia is up in there. Honestly, so I they're think top I ten. Could probably name the top ten by what they're worth. Oh wow. Well, maybe that can be a next week pod for mm. when we talk heavy NBA and we yeah. do potentially. The Knicks are number one. Mm. Yes, and be big heavy yeah. po- uh, season podcast episode yeah. next week. Um, and this, my brain broke there. So <laughs> my brain, my brain broke And um, we're not we're, we're not doing him justice right now, and I'm sure that we might it'll probably come up in a few pods about it. Um, but Roger has officially called time. Yeah. One of the, if not the greatest tennis player of all time. It's just hard because he's been so out of tennis the last couple of years yeah. that him now announcing his retirement, it's not like that big like, oh, what you know, what the hell was that? Um, but yeah, one of the greats. And like I said, we're not doing him justice right now, just putting him at the end of the pod. But, you know. If you can top- watch that video of him and Rafa crying mm. and not have a tear in your eye, you, aren't you human. are a cyborg. Yep. You aren't human. That is one of the saddest things I've ever seen. You're related to Draco Malfoy. Oh, my God. Yep. Those two men. <sighs> Damn. Mm. Sad. Sad. Yeah, it is. Very sad. Bit of a sad pod. Um, not at really. Times. Yeah. 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 At times. Yeah. Not really. Sure. I've had fun. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Let's get in the quiz. Gentlemen. Yes. I've prepped you. Yes. yes. Right, so we had a few malfunctions with our release of our last pod. So for those Yeah, who, so rogue. Yeah, so... What and, happened? It just... You now have to click, like... There was a malfunction. Publish, <laughs> and then publish again. And I didn't click it again. Ah, so the dual yeah. published dev. Correct. Yeah. The so, dual, so the dual published. So for our listeners, when did we record last week? It was Tuesday last week? Yeah, and it got posted Thursday. Thursday. So for those who unfortunately weren't able to listen to the pod and their schedule was out of whack... Last week, I mentioned <laughs> that today's pod run by yours truly, H. Cogley. Today's is, pod. It is a special, sorry, today's, today's quiz. Pod. Today's quiz. Special guest. No, Look no, at Ojic. No, 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 no one's coming in. So, gentlemen, Regan Atkinson, all right, one of our lifetime lovers of the pod, all right, has worked closely with me on producing this week's quiz. He's put in a lot of time of effort and effort into this quiz. And it is a topic of Norm Smith medalists via the format, Who Am I? Oh, shit. Right, so how are we going to work this, gentlemen? You're not really good at norms, eh? Gentlemen? Uh, I'm okay, not really. Let me what did we do last week, Brownlows? Yeah. Let me explain this. Good to uh, premiers, but, you know, you. grand finals. Gentlemen, I'll beat you. Gentlemen, this is my time. This is my time, you know that. Is it Regan's time? There, yes, it is Regan's time. So, Atco! So how's this going to work? We have three people in the easy category. Yep. Three in the medium. Oh, so, he's, so he's copied my format. Yes, and then three in the hard, all right? But that's nice. How, we, how this works, I'll read out. So the first one, I'll read out the first question. Yep. That first question will be worth a certain amount of point. Mm-hmm. All right? Dylan, if you buzz in at whichever point of the... There'll be five questions or so. Yeah, okay. So it'll be so perfect case, easy, five, yeah, four, yeah, yeah, three, yeah. two, one. All right? And whenever you get it correctly, will be the points allocated to yourself. Yeah, cool. Mm, yeah. Ch- 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 this week, though, you have to keep... I'm uh, keeping score right score. here. Keep it running, Tally, because I got gypped. All right, so I'm also saying here... <laughs> I've got fuck gypped. Off, you got gypped. So, gentlemen, your two buzzers. Paper, scissors, rock, quickly. Paper, scissors, rock. Paper, scissors, rock. Paper. Beautiful. Mm. <laughs> All I'm going to say is, do you want first name or last name? I won. Uh, he won. Oh. Kobe, first name, last name. First name or last name of what? Just say it, mate. Which last name. All right. Kobe... 
Your buzzer is Harms. Harms. Yours is Wayne. Wayne Harms. Yeah, so Wayne Harms was the first ever recipient of the Norm Smith Medal. Good, because I wouldn't have got that if that was a question. All right, so... Harms. Any relation to the bloke who plays for Melbourne um, missing James? All right, gentlemen, are you ready? Depending on the difficulty, (laughs) it'll be a different worth of points, but we'll start with this. This first one is worth five points. Yep. Key rule, cannot buzz in until the question has been read. Yes, Harms. Can I say something about the norm being given out on the weekend before we start? Sure. Bucks's joke about yeah, no Isaac relation. Smith having no relation to norm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's that was quite funny. That was That's good, quite funny. He's Alrighty. a good man. Let's jump in. Yep. First one, we're five points. Yep. In my debut season, easy category, in my debut season, I finished second in the AFL's rising star voting and played in a premiership. Give you a few moments to think. Fucking hell. <laughs> and this is easy. Yep. Go. Yeah, Moving no. on. Harms. Yes. Joel Selwood. Incorrect. No, you win the norm, you dig Am it. I out now? No. Four points. Oh, well, worth a crack then, wasn't it? Four points. My late uncle won the 1982 Norm Smith medal despite his team losing that grand final. 1982? Yep. God, that Late uncle. Been, would have been close to the first one. No. Three points. <laughs> Known for the quality of my possessions rather than the quantity, my 18 possession, two goal grand final effort was enough to see me take home the norm that year. Harms, Andrew McLeod. Incorrect. I guess. Two points. <laughs> two points. This is easy. Two yeah. points. I am one of only six players to have featured in all four Hawthorne premierships this century. Oh. Sorry, I'm one of six players, yep, to finish in all four of the Hawthorne Premiership. Harms. Luke Hodge. Incorrect. Oh. Um, uh, Wayne Surioli. Correct. Very good. So, Dylan, two points. And for those listening at home, the final question was, I am known for Bruce McAvaney's seductive pronunciation of my first name. Surioli. Right, that was the first one. That was very vague. Two zero. It's very well done. No, but I feel no, but I, it is well done because the the five points is meant to be hard. But by the time you get to the end, you're like, oh, I know who that is. Hey, he's done a good job. We had a dry run of this uh, earlier, and it was proven very successful. Gentlemen, second easy question. Five points. Having grown up in Canberra, I was drafted to the same club my father played for. Arms. Tom Hawkins. Incorrect. Never <laughs> won the norm. Don't be a fuckwit. I'm trying here. No, you're not. Well, just just pass until we get a question that we can. Hang four on, points. Hang on. Four points. Think. No, 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 four points. A, versatile, a versatile player, it would not be uncommon to see me rotate my time through the midfield and across half forward, kicking more goals than games played throughout my career. Wayne. Steve Johnson. Incorrect. Oh, Great call. Good guess. Thank you, sir. Three points. A one-club player of 253 games. It is well known that I missed over 100 games with injury throughout my career, of which the most serious included foot stress fractures and smashing my face on a teammate's knee at Subiaco Oval. There's just too Crickets. much for me to think about. Two I'm points. running through the norms. I'm running through all these facts. Yeah, yeah. Two points. I'm still hungover. Two points. <laughs> It's now Tuesday. A lot of people at home are sitting going, Dill and Kobe, how have you not got these? Two points. One of my best career performances was against West Coast in Melbourne, 
which I, is well remembered for when I kicked the goal, a crucial late goal, however, and hugged a fan in the crowd while celebrating. Harms, James Heard. Well done, Cody. Thanks, fuck. Very good. Two points. So it's two all. Low scoring. Yeah, very. Last, easy. Yep. James Heard played 253 games. Yeah. Five points. Known as one of the AFL's most consistent players over the course of my career, my durability saw me play an incredible 14 straight seasons of at least 18 games per season. Um, uh, Wayne, Scott Penderbury. No. Mm. Four points. A hard-working in-and-under extractor known more for my handballing than my left-footed kicking. The silence is deafening. Three points. <laughs> my left-footed kicking. My 39 possession effort on grand final day is a record that still stands today. However, it was equaled by Patraka Harms. last year. I met this man at the grand final. Did you know? One Simon Black. Well done, Kobe. It is Simon Black. How many points? Three points fuck. for that. So it's five to two. So does that mean that these now, like the next set is the worth medium, more points? The medium, next section, ten points. Okay, yeah. All right, so let's go through this, gentlemen. The medium section. Ten points. I was taken. <laughs> Still keeps looking at me. <laughs> I was taken with pick 57 in the 1998 AFL draft. Eight points. Was that a question? Yep. That's the hint. Yep. Yeah. Fuck me. Eight points. I mainly played a wing slash half forward role throughout my 15 year AFL career, kicking 216 goals. Six points. Harms. Andrew Embley. Well done, Kobe. That is a great guess. That is a fantastic guess. Bang, bang. That is worth eight points. That Fuck. is a big get. What's eight plus five, Kobe? Uh, 12. 13. I'm in trouble. <laughs> 13. I'm in big trouble. You're not, actually, if you get 10 straight away here, Dylan, and then who knows how much the hards are worth. I'm in trouble. <laughs> Maybe 20. <laughs> 10 points. Having been drafted to a struggling team, I did taste some early, albeit minor, team success when I captained my side to victory in the Wizard Home Loans Cup in the mid-2000s. Harms. Oh, no. Three. Lenny Hayes. Congratulations. <laughs> Ten points straight off the bat. That is a ripper. 23 oh, to two. Pre-2010 norms, I've got nothing. <laughs> you want to know a really funny story? So KO have all the replays of the grand finals. Mm. You sat down and And the them. 2004 Wizard Home Loans Cup grand final. <laughs> of which Lenny Hayes was captain. <laughs> Gentlemen, last one of the medium. My career. Wait, what's the score? It's 23 to two. Ooh. Shit. My this career. Grand final. 10 points. My career spanned across 16 seasons at more than one AFL club. Uh, Wayne. And that's the whole thing. Paul Chapman. Congratulations. Oh! That is big. Nice. That is big. I've got a lot more content for the rest, but that is a massive one for those sitting at home. I'm back in it. Was that 10? Yep, yeah. 10. Nice. That. Gentlemen, we're moving on to Not hard. even angry. Moving on to hard. And Dylan thought he was out. I'm back. These are worth 15. Oh. I am back, baby. 15, 12, 9, 6, and 3. Ooh. Gentlemen, I'm a one-club player. 10, 15 points. I'm a one-club player who fell less than a season short of playing 300 AFL games. 12 points. I am my club's only Norm Smith medalist. Mm. Nine points. As well as playing in multiple premierships, 
My honours include winning a club best and fairest and making the All-Australian team on one occasion. Uh, Harms? Byron Pickett? Incorrect. Oh. I was thinking about deductions, but I was like, maybe not. No, that's, that'd be, I'll be on zero. We're Six guessing. points. We're purely guessing. Six points. Is this the last question, sorry? Sorry? No, Is no, no. The... you got another one after this. Oh. As in, like, there's a three-pointer after yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six points. After being strongly linked to a trade to Hawthorne at the end of the previous season, I eventually stayed with my club and ironically went on to win the Norm Smith medal 12 months later in our win against the Hawks. Wayne. Um, Steve Johnson. Incorrect. Oh. Win against the Hawks. Harms. How old is this? Ryan O'Keefe. Congratulations, Kobe. <laughs> Fantastic selection there, my friend. That was worth yeah, six it, points. I just, I just went Geelong. I just went, who's playing? <laughs> 12 v 29. Oh, shit. 15 points. An early bloomer. I won the AFL Rising Star Award in my second season and an All-Australian selection in my third. I pl- 12 points. I played in two AFL premierships at two different clubs. One. Nathan Buckley. Incorrect. Oh, sorry. I, that was terrible. <laughs> I, just, I don't even know. Nine points. I was once suspended by my club for one game after texting my coach. I was too hungover to play. Wayne. No, I'm your Wayne. I'm Harms. Dane Swan. Incorrect. Oh, good Wayne. guess from that. Wayne. Isaac Smith. Incorrect. It's a good guess from that one. Six no, it's points. Ever played for another club. Six points. I'm a member of the Indigenous Team of the Century. Oh, Harms. Byron Pickett. Correct. Very good. Six points. I just said that. All right. I don't 30, think I can win this, unfortunately. 35 to 12. Yeah, Dylan, I can't, but, Dylan can't win this. But I, I do like a good... Apparently it's double points. <laughs> 30 points. <laughs> <laughs> Regan did stress to me, he said he wanted uh, like above board point allocation during this quiz. So, Well, I've suggested that I'm in the lead, so I'm well, okay The thing is, is that Regan has hinted to me that he wants a second crack at this, so he might need to extend my longevity as quiz master for another week. Here's another idea up the sleeve. It's That's fine. Anyways, That's so fine. Okay, That's cool. Fine. For, for the last one, gentlemen, 15 points. My last career points. game, not 15. Oh. 30 points. We've got 30 points. My last career game was a prelim final of which my team won. However, I missed the decider and chose to retire after suffering a serious injury caused by a collision with a teammate. A lot to unpack there. Yeah. For 24 points. Bob Murphy never won one, did he? I am one of only two Norm Smith medalists from my club. You need this one. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne. Ben Cousins. No. All right. Uh, moving on to nine points or 18 he points. Never won a Norm Smith. I don't know what I'm doing. Whilst diver- deserving of my medal, people are often surprised that I won a Norm when considering who my much more fancied fellow midfield teammates were. Harms. Sean Hart. Correct. Sean Very good. Sean Hart. Now, I ain't going to give you nine points for that one. So that's a... I believe that's 44-12. 44 to 12. Yeah, I got what? Harms versus Wayne. Harms victorious. Harms victorious despite being completely so, hungover. So three days after drinking. So, gentlemen, congratulations. What? 
That is a very good quiz created by our very own Regan Atkinson. It was good. It was He'll good. go on for another week and we'll see how long he wants to extend his contract. Yep. Um, got a little photo. We'll put him on the infographic so everyone knows what he looks like. Good, good quiz. Good quiz. Thanks, very mate. Good, good quiz. Done. Thank you, Regan. That's, um, that's it for the footy. Anyone got a joke? It's been yeah. a really funny pod. I got a joke. A man and a woman walk onto a dance floor in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> and they ballroom dance the night away. <laughs> I asked these guys this uh, one before. I'll do it again. What did the elephant say to the naked man? Well, how do you breathe through that thing? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Ha 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 ha!